0: This NLCS Game 2 edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick and Scorches where you can win 100x. That's right, turn in $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Don't forget the $3,000 NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest uh, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Welcome everybody to the MLB gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, the seventeenth of October. And we are here to have a look about uh, last night's two games. We had a game one and a game two last night. And then we've got the NLCS game two later on um, between Arizona and Philly. Joining me this morning, I'll see, uh, is Mr. Scott Reichel. Hello, Scott. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well.
1: Looking forward to going through game two. So far throughout the entire playoffs, we've yet to see a single winner-go-home game. It seems like every series ended pretty quickly. I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch, but it does seem like we're headed in that direction again,
0: doesn't it? Certainly does. Yeah. Um, Again, we talked about lead changes, nothing last night. Again, um, two very similar games last night as it happens in that one team got out to a first inning lead. The other team threatened kind of to come back without ever really looking like it. There was, there was a really pivotal moment in the Houston game. They had a bases loaded, no outs, um couldn't get anything over. and then Arizona managed to get the tie and run on base, I think in each of the last three innings, but again, you never really thought Arizona were coming back into that one. um So yeah, it's been, I mean, is there any reason for this, Scott? Is it just how it is?
1: I can't really think of a particular reason. It just seems like some teams match up better against others, and I don't know. I, I just have not really seen any type of swings in momentum over the course of any of these series, and I'm actually trying to think if there's been a case where a team has even been trailing in a series and then won the series. Uh, no, I don't think that's happened in any way. No, no,
0: no, all the wild cards were a sweep, weren't they? And then we've got... Had- Houston um, was
1: tied 1-1, but they won game one. So, no, I don't, yeah. I don't think a single team has been down a game and then come back to win the series.
0: Yeah, it has been. It's been good. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, but like you say, you just, uh, it's been quite samey. Uh, you want something a little bit different. And, um, and teams have got, oh, Texas. Um, it's gone 7 all. You could do that in the regular season. And Texas were very capable of that, actually. They were quite a sticky team. Yeah. Um, They've gone seven and zero, and why not? Philadelphia are. Um, we saw them do this last year, um, especially at home, where um, they do have this incredible advantage. And as much as they didn't steamroller Arizona last night, Arizona kind of gallantly hung around um, without ever threatening. Um, so yeah, it was a, it. It's been definitely fun. I'll, I'll talk through our. Our picks because I kind of did okay last night. It was it was a case of win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, TVDBG Cason TV, joined us. Good evening, uh, good morning, even boys. Um, Kaysen was sweet yesterday on the Phillies game one and Seabees win for Philadelphia, which was plus one ten. I think we gave that out yesterday. off was interested in that as well. Um, so yeah, Kaysen, that looks pretty sharp. Um. Yeah, I mean, I took Texas last night. In fact, I had my biggest bet of the night on Texas. Um, I normally go kind of level stakes when I'm doing all this, but I just saw I I had the two units on Texas rather than one. So that was the only bet that took me over. That put me into plus money for the night because I lost on Valdez, took Valdez walks. um, Valdez decided to get lit up instead. And at that point, his leash was so short that he was never going to get the three and a half um, to over two and a half walks. Um, because he had no more room to make any mistakes. Um there's that Zach Wheeler strikeouts we gave was a nice pick. Um I don't know what it finished on, but he got the six pretty quick. Um and lost on the under, which was tight on the lines. And then I did give out Alec Boom um unders on just about everything, which hit as well. But, I, I mean Texas just like again, Scott.
1: I was just going to say, I, I can't believe Boehm is still batting fourth. I mean, we can talk about that in the game two preview. Philly's offense has been great and the team's been rolling, but I, I can't believe Boehm is still batting top of the order. He can't hit at this point. Like, it just feels like
0: it's a waste of it and bad every time he's at the plate. But he had a bad record against, um, uh, who was it, Zach Gallen last night. Um, I can't remember what it was now. I'm trying to find my notes. It's something like one for nine, maybe. Um, in fact, I in no, playoffs, I he's like for
1: nine. batting one, what is he, 160 now in the playoffs or something? Seven, I think it is, yeah. At um, yeah. At some point, I know that you don't want to mess with what's working because you keep winning games, but bombs has been giving them nothing for about a week and a half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but getting back to Texas-Houston, again, Texas just outplayed them again. Um, Out hit them. They outpitched them. They made fewer errors. These things aren't complicated. And where Texas, you look all over, whether it's up and down the lineup, whether it's all over the field, um, whether it's the rotation or the bullpen, everyone's contributing. Texas look like they've got um, they've got Verlander, they've got Alvarez. Again, pretty much Alvarez was their entire offense last night. Yeah. Altuve looks miles off it. Um, Chas McCormick, um, Penney's struggling a little bit. It looks like it's kind of Alvarez or nothing. Bregman's done OK, actually. Bregman's look, look sharp. But the differences are really, really obvious um, between Texas and Houston. Texas now minus 500 for that series. Houston plus 375. I mean, can you see any way in which there's, a, there's a, a turnaround? What would have to happen, Scott?
1: I can see it because Houston, once again, has been there before and they know how to deal with adversity. Do I think they're going to come back in the series? No. I think they might win a game or two, but I think Texas has just been a a well-oiled machine. It just seems like they're rolling right now. And we talked about how we have really had a pretty anticlimactic playoffs because despite all the upsets, there's been really no sense of drama. It feels like every series has ended pretty quickly. I don't see Houston losing the first two games at home and then suddenly turning it around, but they are a very good road team. We saw it all year long. We'll see what happens, but in reality, we think that Houston, the rotation has not exactly been as good as usual compared to most years, and Valdez has fallen off a cliff for the last couple of months, with the exception of the no-hitter, which seemed to be a bit fluky based on the last couple of performances, but it feels like Texas just has this team's number, and it feels like Texas has more guys contributing In the lineup, the bullpen was the big concern for Texas going into the playoffs. It has not been an issue at all at any point. So I think that if you can make an argument that Texas' bullpen issues are resolved, then I don't know if Houston is a better all-around team than Texas. I'm not sure if that's the case. So the main issue Houston has right now is the fact that the lineup has been useless besides basically one guy because Jordan's carried this entire team. Even the Minnesota series was the lineup good. It had one really good game against Sonny Gray. And then game four was a 3-2 low scoring game where they just were able to do just enough to get over the finish line. Texas has a lot of guys in the lineup con- uh, contributing, and Houston doesn't. And it feels like that's the story of the series right now.
0: Uh, Leo DiTavares, again, batting nine last night, involved in absolutely everything. Um and I mean, you get 27 outs, and Martin Maldonado is 12% of them, and it's yeah. just an auto, automatic out. Like, you can't give away
1: Well, so is 12%. Diaz, to be fair. I mean, Diaz would be the replacement. He's been DHing, too. He can't even touch
0: the ball. Yeah, he, he pinch hit late on last night, I think. Um, in a, he struck out the uh, bases loaded, okay. and then he grounded out
1: again in the ninth. But still it just feels like once again that Texas has some type of an assembly line set up where everyone's yeah. just doing their job in the actual lineup and you mentioned Tavares that's the nine hitter. Houston yeah. has one guy right now is contributing and that's Jordan and it feels like everybody else I don't want to say it's an automatic out but it feels like everybody in Texas's lineup is more threatening than Houston based on the supporting cast. And that's really the story for me, because Jung, we've seen have big hits. Carter's been incredible. I think there's value on him to potentially yeah. win the NLCS MVP, LA 12-1. to Tavares has done some stuff. Seeger's done some stuff. Simeon's always dangerous. They just have a lot of guys that can contribute. And you're looking at Houston, even in the Minnesota series, Jordan did pretty much most of the heavy lifting for that team. And it feels like Houston's kind of stalling trying to wait for other guys to step up, and they haven't stepped up yet. That's really the difference for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, Texas, uh, the Texas catcher, Jonah, I, uh contributing uh, home run last night. But yeah, it's just, um, I totally agree with you. The being, and we've, we've said this about Texas all year. We talked about, I don't know if is Ezekiel Duran possibly injured, because um, he was at um, the bottom of that order. Josh Jones hitting eight now. He's had a great season. And he's that eight thinner. You can't find the... Compare that with Chaz McCormick or whoever's hanging around down there. It's not much of a comparison. Um, let, we'll get to Philly, Arizona. I'll tell you first about the um, second chance survivor uh, from this very network. Um, if uh, Even if you haven't been knocked out of your NFL survivor, play this anyway. Presented by Corey Pinkston in and Dog Properties. Three grand up for grabs. Winner takes all. And it starts this weekend. Uh, so you got a couple of days to get involved. sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash survivor. That's sports gambling slash survivor. And the are NFL a, gambling are podcast. Are you survivor, Guy? Uh, no, I am actually. We, I play in, I play a Premier League one, uh, but I'm, I haven't got round to entering. Um, I entered to pick him Pickham instead of his Survivor, but I think you're. Uh, did you take the Rams this week, Scott?
1: I took the Rams last week against the Cardinals, so I moved on.
0: Uh, okay. Never mind i will be keeping my eye on your progress, don't worry. There's not much gets past me, Scott. Um, the NFL Gambling Podcast Review Contest, um, if you leave an Apple review with your favourite touchdown-related bet for this weekend, biggest winner gets a $50 SGP and gift card. Uh, make sure to include your YouTube username in the review so you can contact the winner. Um, underdog Fantasy, introduce scorches. If you go five for five, you can enjoy a 100X payout. And um, the first deposit bonus has been extended. It's $500 um, for a limited time. So get involved. And we've got $100,000 Sundays. Um, so watch along, make your picks, make a little cash at underdogfantasy.com uh, with the promo code SGPN. Um, not wanting to uh, grass up Munaf, Scott, but in, I've just said that played in Moonaf's picking Contest. There was only one person in Affs picking Contest who took the Cowboys last night, and that was moonaf Manji. I mean, that's... That's a sackable offence, I think, isn't it? I might have to, uh, I might have to grass him up to Sean and Ryan. He got the win, but that kind of makes it even worse, actually. Um, that makes it a little bit dirtier. So, yeah, Moonaf was the uh, was the Cowboys picker. Um, Philly five, Arizona three, and Philly took a little leaf out of Arizona's book. How, how Arizona had been doing it? Um, Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos—they swung early, they swung often. Um, and really that was it. Like I said, Arizona did get the tie and run on base in each of the final three innings. And they hung around. I mean, that's the positives, is that they they hung around. Um, we did say yesterday that Gallon was vulnerable early. Um, it then he tends to settle down after that. So that was a decent, a decent handicap. So they were always in it if you're looking for a positive, but they never I never had any faith that they were going to turn it around. For the series now, Philly minus four hundred. And Arizona, plus 320. Um, What did you see in last night's game, Scott? So I wasn't on when you did
1: the series preview for the NLCS. But for me personally, I had Philly minus two and a half games as my main thought for the series. I thought Arizona was going to get buried. So I don't see that changing. I think Philly might sweep, to be honest with you. But... It really just feels like Arizona. I know that I'm not going to try to be too harsh because you might have a pretty nice ticket on them to win the whole thing. But Philly just seems like they're a class above Arizona as far as I'm concerned. I just think that Philly right now, it seems like a team that has unfinished business after losing last year in the final. And I do think they're going to be in line to get back there. They're so good at home. They really don't lose any home games at this point. And I don't think Arizona is good enough to go in there and just deal with the adversity and didn't even last one inning yesterday. Now, you can argue they hung around and the pitching settled down, but anytime time you give up a, fir- a home run to the fir- on the first pitch to Schwarber when you're bringing out one of your aces, it's not a good look that Harper hits a birthday home run in the first inning to, then Castellanos hits a home run, you look up, it's 4-0. And you just were like, all right, so game one's in the books, and we're going to try to move on to game two. It's kind of similar to how game two played out in the Astros and Rangers game because one team got out there and immediately were down multiple runs. And then they came yeah. back, kind of, where they were somewhat threatening to come back and tie the game, but at no point did you really think they were going to tie the game. And that's what happened in both games, because Houston cut it to one in the ninth inning, went down one, two, three. Arizona cut it to two, thanks to a Dominguez throwing error. It should have been probably a multiple, um, an even bigger win for Philly. But you're going through the eighth and ninth inning, like, all right, tying run at the plate for Arizona. Do you think they're going to get the win or tie the game? No. And then you immediately saw a double play and the game ended. So I guess I'll ask you this question. Do you think Houston and Dash or Arizona can build on what happened with how they closed the previous game? Or do you think it doesn't matter because they just lost and they're just going to move on to the next game?
0: Houston keep losing in fairly similar circumstances. So I would say no. And Texas look like they've got various different ways of winning games. Then we had a 2-0 um, I mean, Houston lost the game that they limited Texas to two runs in. You don't limit Texas to two runs very often. So if you do, you can't go around losing that game. Um, and I think Texas now – whole- I meant mostly the last
1: game. I just meant the idea of being down multiple runs, making the score respectable, but still losing. Do you think there's actually a positive to carry over into the next game? Or is the argument we have to win a road game and we didn't win a road game in Arizona, yeah.
0: I think there's, I think, yeah, I think there's positives. Houston were pretty close. I mean, that base has loaded no outs. Um, they, they were pretty close. I never felt really, the, the thing with the Arizona game is that I obviously watched that this morning. I watched that on the highlights and I had to check. I was watching, because you get various versions. Sometimes they just show you like a 90-second version. Sometimes you get like a condensed game, which could be 20 minutes. But the first three highlights were all home runs. And I thought, right, which version am I watching here? And then it turns out I was watching the extended one. It just so happened that everyone hit a home run early on. Um, I think I think Arizona will be fine because I think they still know they're playing with house money, um, and they were close enough last night. The attitudes have been fine. They've, they've come out with a plan, and yeah, I think I think Arizona will be okay. Um, like it's sort of psychologically anyway. I think Houston might just be a little bit battered and broken making that trip. Arizona will go out tonight and um, in, in think that they're well truly still in this series. And I kind of agree with them, although it might be my pocket talking rather than uh, rather than my, my heart. Um, tonight, it's Merrill Kelly going against Aaron Nola. Arizona are plus 145. The Phillies are minus 166, and the total is seven and a half. I mean, Merrill Kelly, we've said on countless occasions this year, is just steady Eddie, to the point of being a little bit boring, in fact. Um, he was in the uh, World Baseball Classic squad for the for the US. So he's, he's been on the go all year, um, and he's incredibly reliable. Um, Twelve and eight on the year, three twenty nine started thirty games. He was there pretty much all year. Um, three seventy nine on the road. So he was a little bit worse on the road. He had an eight and three record. Uh, faced Philly once, six innings, three hits, three runs. And in the playoffs so far. So a beauty at the Dodgers. It was kind of a no pressure beauty because I think that was the game where the D-backs were 5 nothing up before he was had to throw a pitch, uh, which has got to lower the heart rate a little bit for Merrill Kelly. But six and a third, three hits, no earned runs. But just the the game log uh, walks in his last three games, 2-2-2, two, 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 strikeouts, 5-5-5, five, 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 hits, 3-5-4-3. It's the same every game, which nominally really should be good for us to be able to handicap him. 'Cause you kind of know what you're gonna get. Um, Aaron Nola, twelve and nine on the year, four forty-six ERA. She's a good point in a third worse off than Merrill Kelly. And um, his home record was great, though three five ERA with an eight and three record. Did face Arizona, won six and two thirds, six hits, four earn runs, and nine strikeouts. And in the playoffs, has had seven scores against Miami, and then five and two thirds. Uh, with six hits, two earned runs, and nine strikeouts against Atlanta. My first play here, Scott, is Aaron Nola strikeouts. Um, We took Wheeler strikeouts last night. Um, This is the same price. It's minus 116. Um, The line's set at four and a half, and I like Nola to go over. He's had eight, eight, and nine in three of his last four. Arizona struck out a lot last night. I don't know why that wouldn't happen again. So I'm happy to go back to the well at minus 116. Um, for Nola on the strikeouts. And my second um, play here is going to be on the early runs. We've seen lots of early runs, but more importantly, we've seen lots of early intent, Scott. Um, It's obviously a game plan to be first pitch swinging. Um, Aggression, they're not taking, they're not seeing a lot of pitches. This is what teams are setting out to do. The line for the first three innings is two and a half. I like over two and a half runs at minus one hundred five, Scott, for the first three.
1: I'm trying to remember if I've ever heard a first three play given out on the show before. I I can't think of...
0: I I think I gave one out earlier in the playoffs, but that was probably the first one. So this might be the second one. Do you see that market a lot in the States or not?
1: I've, I've taken some first three plays, okay. more, uh, but in general, uh, I think one one book I know of for sure offers that. I'm not sure if there's any other books, but still. Uh, point is, I, I'm familiar with the market, but I don't really use it that much. But I definitely have not heard it on the show
0: as far as I I'll can. I'll tell go. you why I'm more familiar with it is because sometimes I want to go to bed. So there might be a game that starts at midnight, and I think, right, I'd love to watch 45 minutes of baseball and have a little sweat and then I'll go to bed. And the first three is absolutely brilliant. It's like watching the first set of a tennis match and then going to bed or what have you. Yeah. Uh, so when I need some sleep, a little the first three D-Gen play uh, just scratches the itch before I get to go to bed.
1: So do you have any other plays besides the first three? Or
0: that was your main? I've got some uh, player props, but I'll let you handicap the game first, then we'll throw out some player stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So for me, I think Phil is going to win. Uh, just simply put, I'm not picking him to lose at home. So I think Philly's gonna go up to nothing. Uh game one did not surprise me at all. We know Gallon's bad on the road, and it was not exactly shocking that in the biggest start of his career. I know he's still a very solid pitcher, but Gallon kind of crumbled, and then he settled in after that, which didn't totally shock me. Uh Kelly's numbers against the Phillies in his career are kind of mediocre. Two eighty eight batting average, three fifty four on base percentage, four forty one slugging. So once again, meh. Uh, But I do think looking at Philly with the home crowd, it's tough to go against them. NOLA's been good as well. We do know that NOLA has some problems at times with the home run ball. So we can expect Arizona to maybe find some success there. NOLA's also really bad at keeping runners on. So I do like some stolen base props, which you might have already had listed, but you didn't get to mention yet. I'll mention those in a second, but I do think looking at this overall matchup, I'm going to look at Philly. I think Philly at home is really the only look for me. I'm not going to say that Arizona has value on the road and the hardest place to play in the playoffs at this point in time. So I'm going to link to Philly probably on the, on the run line. I think plus 130, give or take, is a very good price for a home team that's been this dominant at Citizens Bank. So I'll go with the Phillies there. I do like the first five under in this matchup. I do want to give Kelly mm. some respect because he has been good for the last couple of months at this point. And he finally beat the Dodgers. Good for him. He got his first ever win in the playoffs. Gave up no runs there. So I'm going to go with Kelly to pitch well and Nola to pitch well. I'm expecting more of a pitcher's duel in this matchup, at least early on. So I am going to go with the first five under in this spot. couple ways to get there. You might end up seeing Kelly pitch well, maybe Nola pitches well, and you get there that way. Maybe one pitcher is absolutely dealing. The other pitcher struggles a bit, but he doesn't do enough to go over. So you see a 2-0 score 2-1 score in the first five. I can see that as well. But I like the first five under in this matchup. I like the pitching matchup. Kelly's been good in the playoffs. Noah's been good in the playoffs. I can see a lower scoring start to this game. But I like Philly's run line of plus money for the value alone. And I am going to go with the first
0: five under in this matchup. So with the first three over, uh, pivoting into a first five under, that's true DJ and stuff. I like that, Scott. Um What the comment is making me laugh. It's like a Seinfeld sketch, just watching everybody say hello to each other. It's like you're not allowed to leave anybody out. So everyone, hey Trev, hey Kaysen, hey Kaysen, hey Lane, hey Captain, hey Lane, hey Trev, hey. It's brilliant. Um, Right, I have got some player props, we'll throw them out. I'll tell you about game time. Um, Buy tickets, it's easy. Shouldn't be stressful, game time are sorting you out um, with sports music, comedy tickets, killer deals, uh, last minute stuff going on. Uh, the game time app is really easy to use, and um, so you can concentrate on looking forward to the event, um, rather than being bothered about the tickets. Uh, the game time guarantee credits you 110 of the difference, and um, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, uh, so the thing to do is download the game time app, create an account, use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Game time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, and Hall of Fame bets helping you win bigger by betting smart in this NFL season. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Uh, research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Um, you can put the anything you like into the Hall of Fame Parlay Optimizer, and it will break everything down for you by leg, expected probabilities. Um player hit rates, all that sort of thing. So join Hall of use code SGPN, you get 50% off your first month. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Um, okay, player props. Um let's have a look. I looked at
1: well, first of all, are Game and and on stolen bases. I mentioned it before. So you I've got no stolen bases. Um really that surprises
0: me. Yeah.
1: I thought you you would have been all over that.
0: Um, Yeah, I know. You're right. I I saw it earlier in the chat. Someone mentioned stolen bases. Um, And yeah, as soon as I saw it, I thought, yeah, that was probably an angle. I was concentrating really on on sort of batting numbers. Um, Small time. Gabe Moreno um, has got a squeaky two for three v Nola. But actually, it's an under that I like to see. I I, I faded Alec Bowman last night. And tonight, I want to fade Tommy Fan. He is one for nine against Aaron Nola and under half a hit. He's plus 160. So we get some decent plus money um, on on Aaron Nola being able to keep Tommy Pham quiet. So, yeah, under half a hit for Tommy Pham. Um, There wasn't many Philly players. I've seen much of Merrill Kelly, actually. So my main bet's here. I am going to take Arizona, plus 145. I like the over. It just looks like an over and quite an aggressive series. so I'm going to take the over here. The Nola strikeouts plus five and a half is minus one sixteen, and Tommy Pham under one hit at plus one sixty. Scott, that is my entire betting card for this game.
1: Yeah, I think for this one, I'm just going to stick with what I kind of jumped off the page to me early on when I was going through this game. I'm just going to look at stolen bases for now, and then I'll go from there. So Corbin, uh, so Corbin Carroll is around plus. 245 to steal a base i'm tempted by that one Uh, looking at the actual numbers for nola this season he allowed 21 stolen bases which is tied for the sixth most in the entire national league so he doesn't keep any runners on and we know that carroll is a very solid base stealer so i do think plus 245 is definitely worth a look there uh, Kelly's been okay at keeping runners on, not amazing by any means, but I do think that Trey Turner is always worth a look when it comes to stolen bases. So if you want to get Turner to steal a base, you can find that price available. Sorry, just trying to find it. Uh, Turner's best price for stolen base is plus 390 on Draftkings, which yeah. I am tempted by, so I am going to go to that as well. But if you want to just look for stolen base guys for Arizona, I'm not going to argue with you. I think Corbin Carroll at plus 245 is definitely worth a look. Once again, Nola let a bunch of guys steal bases. He's not going to keep runners on. And Carroll's a very aggressive guy on the base paths. Makes sense. He's very fast. So I am going to go with Carroll over half a stolen base there at plus 245. Give me Boehm under one and a half bases. He's just not any good at this point. I'm not saying that he's a bad overall player. But you tend to want to fade guys who are consistently struggling in the playoffs and follow the streaks. Boehm's giving them nothing at this point. So I do think that Kelly's a solid pitcher. Boehm has not been very good, and it feels like he's not even close in any of his at-bats. So I do think looking at this overall spot for Boehm to struggle to get not even just a single, but multiple hits or a double, I think the bases number is just too high for him at this point. So I feel like looking at Boehm, uh, just quickly pulling up the number here for Boehm. You can get him under... One and a half bases at around, what is that, like minus 150? It might be even less than that. Uh, Let me see if I could actually find what the number is. I only see overs on the database that I'm looking at, but I do like the under for Boehm for bases here. It's at one and a half. You can find it. I just think this number is too high, and until he actually beats me on the prop, I'll keep taking it. So I like Boehm under one and a half bases as well as a prop.
0: Under one and a half, I've got 1.58, so what's that? Okay, let um, me just, I'll, I'll pull up a conversion, but you can keep going. Yeah, that's it. My, con- my converters is always ready to go because you crazy American people. Um, minus 172. Uh, okay. Alec, well, under one that's and a, that's half a little bit so
1: juicy. I might consider yeah. the no-hit market instead. You might be able to get a good price on that, but... I don't trust Boehm to contribute. So once again, if he beats me, then he beats me. But I'll fade a guy who's done nothing but stand there the entire postseason. And I think if you want to look for a decent price on that, the no-hits market usually has some value to it. Uh, Let me just see what I can get here. Uh, Yeah, you can get Boehm for no hits at plus 195. Hell yeah. I'll take the plus 195 on Boehm not to get
0: a hit. I've got a plus 210 sitting in front of me on that prop, Scott. I love it. I'll Um, take that. That right in as we speak. Bosh. Um, champion. Okay, then, mate. Well done. Um, done. Game in the books. Anything else uh, you want to point us towards? Not really. Uh, I Once again, I'm not
1: surprised you're taking Arizona because you're pretty much attached to the hip with this team and you're trying to will them to a World Series <laughs> appearance. But I don't see it personally. I, I'm hoping, once again, we do have some dramatic... Of moments in the postseason, yeah, we've gotten zero, and I'm hoping we get one on occasion. It's not looking likely at this point. Or I'll put it this way: I think we're more likely to get in the Houston series than the Philly series. But Arizona, they've given it a great run. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But it just seems like Philly's afraid. Train and Arizona standing on the tracks.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind just one more, one more little twist and turn out of Arizona. Just keep me going for another another day or two. Uh, just another couple of hits out of them. Um, but yeah they they owe me nothing. It's been a it's been a fun, a fun ride. Um thank you very much, Scott. That was fun. Uh tomorrow night is Houston Philly again, so some variation of the gang will be here, probably around about the same time. I think these uh these early morning shows are working quite well. Uh, getting out on the day of the game. Uh, thanks everyone who joined us in the chat. Uh, Trev, Case and Captain Seno, uh Lane is in there as well. Um appreciate it. It does uh Makes the show a gazillion times better. Um, Good luck with all your bets, everybody. Enjoy the baseball. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.